This is a clip from patreon.com slash local singles. Our generation, we came of age or like we became adults in the 2010s, late 2000s, when there was this like resurgence of poptimism, by which I mean like people started taking pop seriously as an art form. Pitchfork, um, yeah. Yeah, Pitchfork specifically and like all the indie blogs started taking pop like more seriously. Um, so I do think like my ethos of like music consumption is influenced by that. I take, or I just think I respect pop music for what it does, for what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And I do it post ironically. I do think that when, it, like when, when you see me posing about Troy Sivan or Lana Del Rey, I want you to know that I wholeheartedly mean everything I say. It's not like, it's not like hipster irony about Justin Bieber, which was like right before Poptimism. But then we were wondering if kids these days are sort of moving away from that. And I think people got a bit tired of the Poptimism wave of the 2010s. Yes. You say yes. Specifically, exactly. We were saying Poptimism kind of peaked with Taylor Swift 1989. Fully, yes. That's like the moment. And you know what? It also coincided with like a surge in vinyl purchasing, I think, especially in places like Urban Outfitters. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, vinyl isn't dead, but I do think pop music as pop music as popular music, I think, is mm. actually over. And mm. pop music as like chin scratching music is over too. Interesting. Whereas it was for a while. But I do wonder if like the nineteen eighty nine poptimism is like rooted in her being a singer songwriter to begin with, you know? Oh yeah, that's a good point to make. I, I think it's spread beyond that and much further beyond that. And I think even like Charlie XCX benefited from that that wave. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not seeing it anymore. And I think Lorem, the like sunny indie rock vibes mm-hmm. in my bedroom on a swivel chair vibe, <laughs> I think that is actually an exact um, refusal, a, like a precise refusal of like major label music. Right. And of course, all these fuckers are on Universal anyway. Yeah. But they're like bios on Spotify are like lowercase and are like, I'm trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Like it's and, like all these things we referenced in Sad Twinks to Spotify, but I don't think we really had a thesis yet. And no. I think now we have a fucking thesis, which is that the teens are being manipulated by the labels more than ever before. <laughs> Imagine I'm like doing a line as I talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with so many things of you, that you just said. I do, I, first of all, I love this phrase of, what did you say? Chins, chin scratching music? Only God knows. Yeah, yeah only God remember. knows at this point. And the listener who can go back 10 seconds. That was an amazing term. I would love to repeat that. And I do think that Taylor Swift, yeah, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift started doing pop after she had critical acclaim. She got yeah. critical acclaim and a shit ton of Grammys from doing singer, songwriter, country music. Then she moved on to pop. Um, so, and it like, it worked for her because it, co- it coincided with like the shift in popular opinion about what pop music could be. Mm. And then I think hyperpop, when you brought up Charlie XCX, I think hyperpop benefited from that. Hear this episode at patreon.com slash local singles.